Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm, so, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that that um, that kind of culturally. I'm not saying that culturally um, we haven't developed and technologically we haven't developed. I'm just wondering mm. whether whether we've developed. Um, whether we have developed vir virtuously, whether we are, mm. you know, whether we are in a position to 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 use these new skills, use these new technologies, use these new um, um, these new um, insights um, mm. to to enhance who we are as human beings. If that's if that's what we're supposed to be doing, I mean, am I supposed to be enhancing my individual well-being? Is that what I'm here for? Am I here to be enhancing the species as a whole? Um, mm. Am I part of? Am I part of a much bigger thing? Uh, and that's where my kind of focal awareness should be. Um, uh, or am I really? Am I really just responsible for my own individual kind of you know self self satisfaction and and and, and ideal life? Um, where's the you know where's the where's the where, you know where's my where's my agenda here? Um, I think this is. Um, uh... That's a, a really good question, and I think, like a lot of things, I, I go back to Wittgenstein. And I'd not, well, noti not noticed. One of the things I hold on to when, when I think about this, because mm. we do have this massive kind of um, focus on indi you know, individual and self. Mm. It's all about self, isn't it? Especially like in the West. Yeah. But without, we need other people. You know, language develop because we we we're in a society, and 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 without language. There's nothing, you know, in mm. terms of like meaning. I think so. I always, always cling on to that. We, we are. Was it even? Was it Aristotle even said that, that we are political animals? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? So mm. there's that. You know, that fundamentally we 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 need other people. We live in a society that, that mm. we can start with that. <laughs> you know, uh, yes. language had to uh, um, uh, language, uh, and to me is uh, is thought as well. Thought and language go hand in hand. And development, anything you you want from that reason, everything. So we have to have other people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where we start from, and and I think you you can build up from that. We have to live with other people. Then in that case, mm -hmm. we have to get okay. on with them because if we don't get on with them, there could be a possibility that we can destroy ourselves. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So in a sense, what we're saying here is 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 there's a kind of a phenomenological. Um, ethic in play here that what mm. that we find ourselves in a world um, with other people that's mm. that's the reality of things um, uh, and we need to kind of find you know the most the most effective and satisfying way of of, of and living recog recognizing uh, who we are as well like one of the big things uh, one of the big differences in different parts of the world and I'm, I'm thinking about like um, uh, um, Asia and uh, um, Europe with Christianity and, and, and mm. non-Christianity uh, and, and, and um, a kind of focus on that. I think a lot, I believe, a lot in, 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 in increasingly now, in, in, uh, a lot in the, in the East and increasingly now in the West is that it's kind of acceptance of we're like animals as well, you know. We're, mm. we're, um, we've got these... Um, um, We've got these kind of, uh, like you said, the dark side, and that's just that's part of us. And and in, before, you know, with Christianity is, and 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 um, I think Western philosophy as a whole is like this heading towards we're going to get eventually get to this perfect thing. We get mm. to the, the, you know, and um, uh, we can be perfect humans, and uh, perfect humans is 
is something that you know that's closer to to God or you know mm. or or, um, or Christianity. But we are imperfect, and and taking that with us. Okay, we're imperfect, but we live in society. We need to keep society going. Mm. And 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 one of the you know, obviously the biggest things at the moment is is the climate as well. Uh, we 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 have we live we have to live in this world, and if we destroy this world, we can destroy ourselves. So there there we we got some borders, we've got mm. some limits, got some yeah. way some ways to go. Mm. That's a good start. So again, point. so yeah, so so phenomenologically, you know, again, if if we're rarefying it right back down, you know, we are we are we share a closed system. <laughs> I mean, let's just mm. take take off the agenda for the moment. Our our own pet kind of desires for you know interstellar travel. Mm. <laughs> um, we exist in a closed system, uh, and within that closed system, there there has to be there has to be uh, an ideal way of of functioning. There, there, mm. there are only so many variables which will allow us to survive and to live, you know, satisfying lives mm. within with, with within that within that system. Um, maybe that maybe that is. The, I, mean, I was watching. Um, this wouldn't be one of our podcasts unless we re- unless we mentioned Wittgenstein, but also Star Trek. Okay. Um, and I was watching, some, well, reviewing some old Deep Space Nine stories, and it was mm. again this this crops up because you've got you know you have various as you you have various kind of you know um, uh, cultural groups, kind of mm. you know interstellar alliances and so on. So you know, you've got the Federation, um, who are kind of who are basically sort of you know have a, have a fairly sort of you know liberal deontological ethic you do your duty you do what's right mm. so you have a list of things which you have to do and even if it's not in your best interest you do it because it's you you think you know it's it's your duty to do um so you help other people because it's your duty to help other people and you try not to lie and cheat and all the rest of it uh, and that's the federation okay but then you've got you know then you've got kind of the klingons who are kind of yeah um we get everything by conquering people we don't we don't cooperate we don't kind mm. of you know do kind of you know we don't necessarily going to kind of agree in you know, trade agreements and and negotiate like that you know if we want something you know we do go out into the street and beat people up for their for their communicators mm-hmm. um and that's how we work and 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 the most virtuous klingon mm-hmm. is somebody who who you know who steals you know the most phones um uh, from the most people mm-hmm. and then dies gloriously when they finally meet somebody who's bigger than them so mm-hmm. that's their glorious thing and then you've got the ferengi who are just like some sort of mercantile bandits really they're just you mm-hmm. know entrepreneurs um which is very much the kind of world i think we we function in yeah. um and the ferengi is kind of well you know um we, we we cheat we swindle um we do what we need to do to make the maximum amount of profit mm-hmm. and the most successful ferengi are the ones who have the most profit um uh, however they manage to get hold of it so everybody pays for everything so there is no nobody gets anything for nothing mm-hmm. and there's no free ride so there's one way you know where, where where you know one of these Ferengi guys returns back to the home planet um and everything everybody's got you know ev- everything has to be paid for you know oh do you, you know um so he goes to an office and he's waiting for somebody so oh, you know please sit you know do you want to sit down oh yeah i'll sit down that'll be you know two two, two credits two strips yeah. of latinum to sit there. i'll stand that'll be one strip of latinum you want to stand <laughs> yeah it's basically yeah. like kind of you know um the, the worst excesses of ryanair made manifest you know yeah, it's yeah. that kind of that kind of thing um but they all all of these civilizations 
have their own have their own very clear sense of what is considered virtuous. And the Ferengi mm. think that the Federation are ridiculous. You know, why are you giving stuff away? Why are you giving away, you know, your medical supplies? Why are you trading mm. with these people and giving them and, and not cheating them, not padding the bills? You know, what the hell's going on here? You know, um, we didn't develop our science. You know, mm. we just bought warp drive from somewhere else. Mm. <laughs> and now we've got it. You know, we can now travel around and we can kind of sell it, you know, we can sell it to other civilizations. The Federation going, oh, you know, we can't sell warp drive to people who are not ready for for it because you know oh, that would be bad for them it would be mm. cultural kind of overload um and then you got, got the Klingons saying yeah well you know if we if, if we can find somebody who's weaker than us and we can take their stuff well great let's just do that you know mm. um all three all three worldviews mm. have a particular have a different sense of what is considered virtuous and I'm sure you know when you think um you know the writers are writing this um mm. You know, with an understanding of the different kind of understandings of, of, of what's considered virtuous in our own culture. There are those who are quite rapacious uh, and don't see anything wrong with cheating. Uh, and then there are those who are kind of, you know, very liberal and, 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 and you know, more socialistic. And then there are those who are very kind of aggressive and martial. Um, mm. uh, and how do we judge which of those lifestyles, which of those sets of virtues is better than the other? Yeah, it's a problem, isn't it? But they... Um... They all uh, agree to to live together in in a sense, and, they, and, and, mm. and uh, I mean I don't know if the the Ferengi are part of the Federation. I don't know, but they 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 yeah. coexist. Yeah, they have an uneasy alive and alive mm. an uneasy alive, yeah. but not part of the Federation. Yet. So the fact that these different you know we can you know, look at the world as well. All these different countries um, mm. agree on certain uh, principles. Um, Goes to show that there are certain things that that are um, um, similar in, in each of them, you know, mm. and that that gives that gives me that gives me hope. But I always used to mm. think about that when I was living in different countries. Is let's look at what we've got here in this culture. Mm. What are the things that you know I consider things um, that are um, positive about that? Like when I was you know when I was in in Japan. Uh, even though you know Japan's a very um, uh, polite country, I, 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 but I was also I was I was uh, working with lots of different people, uh, people from lots of different backgrounds, and there was you know Italians, Spanish, Germans, uh, Chinese. It goes on and on, and they mm. and it was really interesting being in a kind of uh, microcosm like that, and 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 we would all talk to each other, and these positive stereotypes would come out. You know, they'd say about you know uh, English people being polite, always <laughs> being polite, and um, and then we would say like um, <clears throat> uh, 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 you know the positive side of Americans being um, self assured, mm. yeah, mm. and um, yeah, uh, and bold, uh, yes. and and all this kind of stuff. So I was thinking, well, th- those. Those stereotypes can work in in, in our favour. You know, we can add those mm. to to the kind of our whole and and bring them together. You know, I'd like to, like to think that um, there's yeah you know, a lot that that is similar in lots of different cultures and and often we often we um, mistakenly uh, throw things up like we say oh you know mm. the um, Germans don't have a sense of humour like stuff like that which of course they do. Mm. Uh, and uh, and lots of different uh, things that, that that we think oh they're different from us, 
Mm. And uh, but what we should be concentrating on of what they've got to offer because they're because we're all coming together in in this you know United Nations or you know what have they got to offer in terms of positivity that we can take and work together with, mm. you know like mm. um, when he's in Saudi Arabia um, uh, negotiation skills of these these guys yeah really yeah. good yeah. you know yes uh, um, I mean diversity is is diversity is a wonderful thing and mm. and I, again I was I, I was chatting with, with, with Soren, the archaeologist, about this the other day, that, you know, um, one of the worst things that, that, that you, you, you could see happening in, in the rush to try and, to try and, and pr- protect uh, people from being bullied for mm. their differences mm. is to try and smooth over the differences yeah. so they no longer exist. No, the whole point is not to kind of do away with the differences so that we're all in a kind of vanilla thing and nobody offends everybody, anybody, mm. um, but to be able to kind of embrace difference mm. and to be able to live with that. So, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, this is our values. Have to, I mean, I, I, get, I mean, interesting enough. I mean, I agree with you because you see this again. You see this in the in the, in the Star Trek example I was using because you mm. do see instances where you know um, you know the Federation are in a situation. Think, oh well, you know we can't do this. We can't do that. And this planet is just you know we don't know how to kind of you know communicate with these people and deal with them. And you'll get the Ferengi guy coming in going, you know, I know, I know how these mm. people. You know, they're business guys. I know, how, I know how to, uh, I know how to deal with these people. You just need to offer them a deal. You need to bargain with them. Mm. You know, mm. um, you know that's how their brains work. Mm. Or you'll have somebody, all the, you know, Klingon saying, oh, you know, these people respect. You know, these people respect strength. Mm. Uh, and if you back down and you apologise too much, and they'll take advantage of you. They won't think you're an appropriate person to be. Um, so you know, we can learn from each other. But on top, but over over all of this, that kind of the mm. meta concern over all of this is what's the overall kind of intention you know all these kind of all these sort of local cultural variations mm. we can assimilate and we can say yes we can learn from each other but what's the uh, what's the end goal is the end goal for everybody to be kind of working together and living together and, and, and enjoying each other's company um uh, is the end goal trying to enhance uh, you know, civilization in some respect. What direction are we supposed to be taking it in? Mm. Um, um, there's a load of questions like that about kind of what is it? You know, what is what is the good life for us all? You mm. know, what is it that we should be aiming for? Um, and you know, and I, I, I'm you know, it's. I was watching. Um, um, well, two things really. Um, I was reminded of I think the film was Wall Street way way mm-hmm. back. I think it was like an eighties movie. It's Michael Douglas gives his famous speech about mm. you know, greed is good, greed is good, mm. uh, and that's it. In the eighties, that was that was very much uh, a reorientation of the notion of virtue. That greed was always considered to be a bad thing. You know, if you're mm. greedy, mm. You tell children off for being greedy. Don't be so greedy. You know, and mm. you're, you know, you tell dogs off. Don't be so greedy. You know, stop bloody gulping your food. You'll get fed when when you are. Um, so greed is always considered to be a bad thing. You know, you've got Michael Douglas in the eighties at the height of that kind of acquisitive decade. Mm. Um, where it was all about kind of you know, money, and it was all about kind of you know trying to, to trying to trying to make as much and to acquire as much as you can. You got that whole Michael Douglas: greed is good, mm. embrace greed. There's nothing wrong with greed. You you deserve as much as you can get. Yes. Um, and if you have to take it from somebody else, well, that's their fault for not holding on to it hard enough. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll get a lot of people say, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm down with that. I'll mm-hmm. you know why why should why why should that not be the way to live? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Um, the question is, you know. 
the question you have to ask, I guess, is if your if your agenda, if your virtuous agenda, mm. which may well be an existential choice, let's let's bring it right back here. There may not be a particularly objective reason for this mm. um, necessarily, and there may well be a whole bunch of reasons why you might want not want to live that way. Um, but you may make that decision that you know the way you want to function in the world um, is is in a in with a with a. With mm-hmm. a focus on with a focus on humanity as a whole, that might be your kind of overall agenda, the kind of the betterment of the species through your l- local behaviour in the world. If that's your agenda, mm-hmm. then you may want to stand back and say, "Well, actually, greed is not going to enhance that." Mm-hmm. So, greed is not a virtue. I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to support. It might enhance me individually, but I don't think it's going to enhance the species. So, that might be a virtue you choose. You choose not to embrace. That's that's because it. Out, you, that um, uh, moral, that virtue exists outside of that system, doesn't it? Greed works yes. inside that system. You mm. know, you know, mm. ca- you know, liberal capitalism is that, mm. it, it, it obviously thrives on that, and it is good in that in that um, in that context, mm. isn't it? You have mm. to be. You, you yeah. must work that way. Absolutely. Yeah, but I always. Did you think, have a... you go, on. go on. Yeah. No. Go. What do you always think? I was going to say. Um, I always think. Um, I've heard this before, like uh, you know, defenders uh, of uh, of capitalism, and I say this, you know, as someone who's you know obviously left wing, but it, it seems to me just so obvious that capitalism cannot survive within a limited system. You know, you, no. you could just going to run out of stuff. Eventually. Can run out of stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of, there'll be uh, half a dozen. Pe- yeah, well, you just have half a dozen people with all the stuff. Yeah, and then it's kind of okay. So now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll end up like you know trying to kill each other. Yeah. Um, I watched. Um, um, did you ever watch uh, uh, Life on Mars? Yeah, loved Johnson. it. Yeah. yeah, and the sequel. Yeah, any- oh yeah, absolutely. Anybody who's not seen Life on Mars, one of the high points of of, of modern television. Just just. Brilliantly scripted, uh, very well done. But I mean, the, the you know the the basic plot, which I'm not going to give any plot spoilers if you haven't seen it. But the basic the basic plot is a, is, is a guy from our time, um, for one reason or another. You're never you're never entirely sure how this happens. It's up to you to interpret what's happened. Um, finds himself in the 1970s, um, and he's a police officer. And you know, in our time. He's considered to be a good police officer. He follows all the procedures. He does all the forensic work. He builds up an evidential case. Um, he does all the stuff for modern policing. Now he's back in the seventies, um, and seventies policing was an entirely different business. Seventies mm. uh, policing was very much seat of your pants. Forensic was still kind of in, in, in relatively nascent. Um, uh, and you know the, the the guy who was considered to be the good police officer, the the model of what you know, everybody looked up to, um, is some sort of thug <laughs> and he goes around like you know he beats up you know he beats confessions out of people you know mm. he's dragging people in off the street he's you know he's bending the rules and so on um and he says yeah but i get the job done you know i get you know i get mm. all these like these murderers and these rapists and stuff off the street um i you know i am a good cop and as you know, this guy from the, the, the present day um um, saying no but I mean you know, you've got no evidence here yeah but my gut tells me he did it you know it's the mm-hmm. first person to open his mouth in an interview he's you know when we interview him, he's the person that's it that's the basis of your evaluation of whether somebody's done it or not yeah absolutely I'll put a tenor on it and it's all really it's you know and it's kind of well you know 
in the 70s, he was probably considered to be a good cop. Now mm. he's considered to be kind of a you know, violent racist, kind mm. of, you know, misogynist, <laughs> you know, abuser of process and so on, would probably got sacked. Um, um, but then, you know, he was considered to be the, you know, the, 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 the virtuous model of, of, of a successful police officer. It's always about, um, like, the, the point of view as well. So his, his point of view, he is virtuous. He, he sees himself yeah. like a cowboy. I watched recently... Um, uh, a very uh, recent film called um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh wow! Which Sounds is about um, uh, like a early um, uh, blues artist. I think it's thirties, nineteen thirties. And there's this. Um, I'd, I'd never heard of her, but um, um, I've heard of um, people like uh, you know, Bessie Smith, stuff like that. So these early black uh, blues artists, and it's a, it's about um, the stories about a recording session. And mm. um, you meet all these different um, uh, black art recording artists, and they're like working for um, white producers. Mm. And this uh, Ma Rainey turns up, and she's she's a big woman, and she's a very loud mouth, and she and she, um, uh, she's very mouthy and demanding. She's mm. asking like, "Where's my? I, I want the coke. Where's my coke?" And um, she's uh, nasty to people, and she's going to have it her way. And mm. you, you instantly think, "Oh God, this is this character's awful." Uh, and um, there's another character who's um, uh, who's like a uh, like a rising star, um, uh, and and you think, oh, that, that that's a good character. Um, so, but what happens is you find out. So this Ma uh, Ma Rainey, she's talking to this other um, uh, 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 musician, and she's she basically says, look, um, they treat us like she treat they treat us like. Um, uh, we're like prostitutes. Once they're done with us, mm. they just yeah they, they roll off of, off of us and and and, mm. and 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 basically within her little tiny um, uh, time period that she's got, she's gonna do it things uh, her way. Mm. Once they take what they want from her, that's it. She's done with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she 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 like perp- yeah, she was she was late. And she, um, she, they're about to start, and and um, no, she hasn't got a coke. Where's my coke? Get it now, because that's yeah. you know that is you can see, it and you, you, then it's you like feel window of power. Yeah, you yeah. feel that sympathy. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah, yeah, it go it goes on, and they show basically um, these white producers steal this other guy's song, and then you see it being recorded by all white artists. Mm. You know, and then they're the ones going to make the money. You know, so it's the perspective. And so when she entered the film, you think, "Oh God, this is this character's yeah. awful," and yes. she is awful in that in that sense. But mm. um, from her point of view, you know, she's going to take that. Yeah, uh, she deserves it because they're yeah. they're going to take everything else away from her. You know, yeah, and yeah, that's, that's a great film. I think, yeah, that's good. Good point. I think perspective is is mm. is, is important. I mean, it's, it's um um get down, but uh, it's a comedy sketch show that was that, that's been on. Not, not, fairly recently um and it's an all black cast um and uh obviously kind of making a lot of kind of you know race comments and and and, and so on it's 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 it's, uh, it's good um uh and you've got one you've got one scene where you've got this kind of white guy and he's in um, he's in 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 a church uh, and he's praying hmm. um uh, and you know jesus pitches up and you know it's black guy yeah uh, and the guy says you know you, you call me is there anything i can do to help you and the guy looks up uh oh um uh, could I? Um, he said, "You wanted you wanted white Jesus, didn't you? <laughs> you wanted white Jesus. Yeah, yeah. If you wouldn't mind, there's no such thing as white Jesus." 
<laughs> it was often said I can, you know, and I, you know, I can remember listening to a, to a talk once, and somebody said, you know, that uh, um, that you know, actual Jesus um, would probably not have been allowed in the front door. Mm. Of of most kind of you know white Christian homes, um, because you know apart from being you know apart from being black, he would have been kind of working class and kind of dirty and dusty and probably looked like a you know probably looked a bit like a tramp, uh, and would you know probably be kind of saying things that I really wouldn't like about you know mm. what do you need all this stuff for you know yeah. why don't you give it to some people in the street you know um, um, uh, but you know you create this kind of you create this image. Uh, this virtuous image you say oh yeah we can follow this this mm. image of, of the white Jesus mm. um, who's kind of nice and polite and gentle and, and easy to get on with that that's something we can that's something we can adhere to that's something mm. we can aspire to as a, as a model for our for being virtuous and it's what there, there's a, a theologian called Dietrich Bonhoeffer I've mentioned before who was a mm. uh, um, Lutheran pastor who was martyred during the, the Second World War by the Nazis because he spoke out against Hitler and so on mm. and he talked about um, he talked about um, I think we've mentioned this, talked about cheap and costly grace. Mm. And he said, you know, that, that um, um, a, lot of, a lot of people who consider themselves to be, for example, Christians, um, um, are looking for uh, cheap grace. How cheaply can you follow this mm. particular route? How cheaply can you would ha- a- a- aspire to these virtues, aspire to the kind of Christian virtues? Um, so, you know, you create an image which is, oh, well, you know, all you have to do, you know, as long as you go to church, and you sing these songs, and you, you know, and you dress smartly on a Sunday, mm. uh, and you fulfil these kind of, you know, these kind of characteristics, then that's enough. Mm. And he says, no, that's just cheap grace. Costly grace is doing all the stuff that actually, actually costs you. Mm. It's something that kind of, you know, has it, you know, puts you under some sort of challenge um, in in the world. So that's that that's kind like of costly ex- grace. Existentialism, isn't it? It's like, um, but mm. we we could, we could perhaps link that. With what we're talking uh, about earlier about the the practice, mm. uh, practical uh, virtue, and yes. how, you know, how often yes. you know do you get do you get into a situation where you have to um, practice what you preach? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's a difference between. I mean, again, uh, I mean, Bonhoeffer is generally kind of understood as part of a whole kind of existential, and it's very very broad. Um, you know, but there's a, there was a whole kind of you know existential movement um, in in uh, in post-war um, post-war uh, um, Christian theology, uh, which leads into things like, for example, liberation theology, which took root in uh, in Latin America particularly, um, where they drew the distinction between uh, you know orthodoxy and orthopraxis. And they said, well, orthodoxy is this kind of intense um, um, attention. To to uh, matters of of of, of belief mm. and ideal and theology, so it's 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 very theoretical. So you know what we do is we judge people on whether or not they've got the theory right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Latin American the- theologians are saying, well, you know, that's very much a game that the West plays. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets bogged down with. It likes to play with words. It likes to create uh, these kind of word games, and it likes to create these kind of, you know, these these these, these word experiments. But orthopraxis, which is kind of right behaviour, um, that's something it kind of stops short of. Is and that's where you kind of see. He said that's what is required. It's very. It's a very Marxist. Mm. It's a very Marxist manifestation, and it got and it got uh, it got censured by you know the Vatican because a lot of these people were were were, were Catholic priests um, um, who kind of were seen as as rebels and renegades um, mm. who kind of jo- some of them actually joined 
you know, um, peasant kind of guerrilla fighters and the kind of Jake Guevara sort of mm. um, style. Um, um, because they were saying, well, you know, uh, we've got to behave in a virtuous way. We've got to behave mm. um, in, 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 in the right way, not just acknowledge a set of, of beliefs and criteria. You've actually got to get out there and live it. Um, uh, and that's, I think that's an important thing about, about virtue ethics. That it does make, it does put the focus on how you live in the world rather than um, the two other or kind of the two kind of broad alternatives, which was kind of the deontological ethic, which is kind of, you know, how do we decide what's right? What's, you know, what's our duty? Let's list our duties. And then once we've got our duties, then we have to kind of, um, or the kind of teleological style of the consequentialist ethic. What, you know, what's the end result? Let's just sit around and talk about, you know, where this is going to lead us. Mm. Um, we never know where it's going to lead us. As Kant says, you never know. Um, really know what an action today is going to lead to tomorrow. So you could spend ages just chatting about it. Mm. Um, so in a way, virtue ethics kind of straddles us and says, well, we don't want to get ourselves so hung up about you know what our, our duties are or where they might lead. We might we, they might lead. We need to be thinking more about kind of you know how we act in the world. Um, now, whether those are all exclusive, I don't think they are. Mm. Um, but just changing your focus, focal awareness sometimes, not taking those off the agenda, but changing your focal awareness so you're focusing on how am I acting in the world today? You know, mm. How am I behaving in the world? Am I behaving in what I would consider to be a virtuous way according to my to my lights? Maybe that's maybe that's an important an important um, message from the virtue ethics, uh, the virtue ethicists like uh, Aristotle and the like. Mm.